So this is Esther Diaz Martin, E-S-T-H-E-R-D-I-A-Z-M-A-R-T-I-N. And it is, it is 9.06 a.m. on Sunday, August 26, 2012. And I am interviewing Mr. Raul Valdez at the Hillside Stage at the Pan American um, Recreation Center in Austin, Texas and for the MIS Barrientos Mexican American Cultural Center Oral History Project. So, Mr. Raul Valdez, do you give permission for me to record this interview on behalf of the Austin History Center for this project? Absolutely, sure thing. Okay. Thank you so much, and thank you for doing this interview. So and we are at the AB Cantu Pan American Recreation Center. Okay, thank you. Hillside um, stage. Yep. Yeah. So we'll start with, like I mentioned, we'll start with some basic questions and then move on to, to uh, the uh, questions about uh, your involvement, if any, with the MAC. So uh, the first question is, would you please state your full name and would you please spell it out for the translator? Raul oh, the translation? Yes. Valdez. Mm -hmm. And that would be R-A-U-L. Mm -hmm. Oh, let me see. V-A-L-D-E-Z. Okay, thank you so much. And Mr. Valdez, where were you born? I was born in Del Rio, Texas. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, when when did you move to Austin? Oh, and I spent part of the 50s and 60s here. Okay. So I've been here for a very long time. Then I permanently moved. Um, uh, I went to Texas A&I University in Kingsville mm -hmm. uh, because uh, I was uh, actually drafted. Okay. Because I was playing in a band going to college. Okay. And I was going to Southwest Texas State. Okay. And uh, so I got drafted after I dropped out because I wasn't doing very well uh, playing in a band and uh -huh. trying to go to school. I just wasn't doing good uh -huh. in school. So anyway, uh, after after the service, after uh -huh. having gone uh, into the service, I came back and uh, uh, A and I was one that would forgive your all that if you took those. Uh, the failure failed courses over mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. You would be they would be replaced by whatever grade you made instead of still adding them on. And so anyway, they had a policy where uh -huh. it, it was convenient to go to Texas A and I, and I loved it there. It was great. We had I uh, got mm -hmm. my bachelor of fine arts, and then I came to Austin. I could say almost back to Austin in 1975. Okay. Yeah. So when you moved to Austin, you were already in college. Yeah, I came to graduate school at, okay. the, at UT. So your your childhood, your teenage years, you were in Del Rio. Yeah, most of the time, and, but I spent a lot of time in San Jose, California, okay. and, and Los Angeles. Okay. And a lot of time in San Antonio as yeah. well. Do you have familia in California and San Antonio? Absolutely, okay. I have fa a familia North and South California, okay. Southern California. They moved. Everybody's moved out of the cities almost, <laughs> you know, and uh, so they moved out to uh, out from San Jose mm -hmm. and the Bay Area. Up, up further north and from mm -hmm. different places, okay. smaller towns. And okay. as well as in Los Angeles, they've moved mm -hmm. out to, uh, oh, Pasadena, which is right there anyway. But So the whole southwest. Yeah, and I have a lot of cousins and, and uh, not too many aunts and uncles left anymore, but I've got some in San Antonio still. Okay. So I guess getting back to the, the period where when you moved to Austin, uh, so you were already in college and you came came here to do your credits, to, to finish off your, your credits? My Master of Fine Arts. Oh, your Master of Fine Arts. Okay, and uh, and so, like, okay, in, uh, in what part of, of the city did you live when you were here in Austin? Well, I, I lived in the, uh, 
the University Apartments. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was on uh, Lake Austin Boulevard. Okay. Yeah. And uh, how, how long did you live there? Oh, about three years. Okay. And um, after that, did you move to a different part of Austin? Yeah. Uh, actually, we moved to, uh, well, we moved to an apartment close by there. And um, then I lived here in the east side for, oh, okay. for a while also. Okay. And I guess um, thinking about that, that time that you spent in Austin, you didn't necessarily grow up in Austin, but you were here in your 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 20s, early 20s, when well, you were I doing your here, master's? I was here when I was like 10 years old, actually, okay. you know, but and uh, but I'd come over in summer times and, oh, and okay. come, come and uh, spend time with uh, my aunt here. Okay, aquí tenía familia. Mm -hmm. You had family here. Okay. Um, well, kind of thinking about, about that time when you would come here to visit, but then also later on when you were getting your master's. Uh, what na what memories do you have of uh, of the neighborhood, uh, of, of work, of school, like uh, more in in talking about what what problems you might have encountered? What was the mm -hmm. what was the uh, environment like politically in in the neighborhood where you where you spent time? Well, actually, um, as soon as I got here, mm -hmm. I came to East Austin. Mm -hmm and uh, looked up at Centro Chicano, which on, okay. uh, which was then First Street, East mm -hmm. First Street. It's now East Cesar Chavez Street. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, uh, I spent a lot of time there, work, mm -hmm. working, uh, volunteering my time with the Brown Berets and yeah. the, at the Centro Chicano and, you know, doing all kinds of little things, you know, helping people out whenever there was problems. They had a problem, I had a van, so mm -hmm. uh, we transported bread and, and picked up, uh, food for people that were needy and took it to their homes mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. Um, we did a lot of good work, I thought. They were doing great work at Centro Chicano, so I definitely volunteered gladly. What what kind of work were they doing there? Can you tell us well, more? Well, like I said, you, you know, mentioned like a food pantry. They, they went uh -huh. to the food pantry and picked up food uh -huh. and gathered it and then would distribute it out of the Centro Chicano back then. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they would also, um, you know, just Whatever was needed, you know, they'd call around and find uh, resources for people that, mm -hmm. that were in need of something. Uh, I remember people that lost their homes in, in different ways. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I think somebody had a fire one time. We helped them mm -hmm. out. Uh, somebody had a, you know, there was all kinds of things that we did. Mm -hmm. By the way, going back to the going uh, the mm -hmm. UT thing, mm -hmm. I never did complete my Master of Fine Arts because I got carried away and started working in... Mm -hmm. on murals in the barrio and at UT murals weren't very popular you know so okay. they said well we don't teach that around here you know that kind okay. of stuff as a matter of fact I painted a mural at Juarez Lincoln outside yes. for credit you know uh -huh. graduate credit and an independent studies course oh, okay. I actually received the NEF for oh, really? doing that mural yeah wow I submitted it for credit you know and the guys you know somehow or another you know I I was all pretty uh -huh. turned off with all that already you know there was mm -hmm. a, an attitude problem mm -hmm. I think Mine as well as theirs, I think. Were there other students like you in your program that uh, kind of wanted to do things outside of the well, canon that they offered? Actually, uh, I'm sure there was, but uh -huh. I, I didn't know too many. Okay. A, a lot of them, you know, uh, just stuck to the program and they did mm -hmm. pretty good, got their, their degrees or whatever, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So you had a bit of a clash with the professors? A little bit of a clash, yes. yes. And uh, so anyway, I decided uh -huh. just to dedicate my time to doing murals okay here in the barrio uh -huh. or you know um, I thought I thought it was imp uh, 
there was an importance, you know, there was an, a, a void of, of cultural expression, mm -hmm. you know, true cultural expression out in the open where people can see it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I also had this little thing about why should I do gallery art, you know, and mm -hmm. hide my paintings in a gallery, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, let's put them out in the, in the public where people can see them. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. anyway, I would, I would take things to extreme. Okay. As well as ha getting participation from the community, mm -hmm. that's something I started off right away. When I first started, I painted a mural pretty much by myself. I had help from a couple of people. Um, Jose Trevino went and helped. Uh, I understand somebody named Ernesto Fraga, who I'd forgotten, you know, had also helped me uh, a little bit there at, at Juarez Lincoln. Okay. Uh, and um, there was a few people that volunteered, mm -hmm. and. Um, even Juan Tejeda, who wasn't a painter, you know, tried to paint an accordion one time, you know, mm -hmm. I think. And uh, mm -hmm. several people, Paulo Torres, who has passed away, a good friend, mm -hmm. uh, he was assisting me all the time, hung around all the time. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I had a lot of, a lot of volunteer help. Yeah. And uh, then I'd also ask people just informally, you know, hey, wh well, what would you like to see up here? And mm -hmm. what would you like to see? And mm -hmm. Anyway, the, the theme of that particular mural turned out to be um, Los Elementos, or yeah. Earth, Wind, Fire, and Water. Right. And I represented them with uh, cultural symbols, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Mexican cultural symbols, mostly Mexica and Toltec. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then, uh, you know, I also had encountered a problem with kids in the schools. Mm -hmm. I'd visit a lot of schools. I'd, I'd visit like 40 elementary schools or something like that. And I remember that um, in that time they had a Tejano radio station. Mm -hmm. which don't exist anymore for some reason in Austin, Texas now. But anyway, um, yeah. hold on, there's, mm -hmm. there's a fire going on over there. Anyway, uh, we'll find out about the fire on the 26th later. But uh, anyway, the kids would um, be in, uh, doing art projects or something, mm -hmm. and the teachers would have me come into the classroom and observe and look at their kids work on certain projects and talk to them about murals and okay. all that and about their culture and mm -hmm. um, and I did a lot of those visits. One of the things I would do whenever I did have a little chance and there was the art people, the, the art mm -hmm. students working maybe in the third or fourth, fifth grade, something like that, doing, doing artwork. And uh, one thing I observed was that uh, they had, the, well first of all, they had the radio on, on some kind of a uh, popular station, uh, say uh, Top Ten or something mm -hmm. like that, you know, and uh, rock and roll, whatever. So I'd go and change it to a Tejano station and some accordion music or some polquita or something mm -hmm. like that. And the kids would actually dive at the radio, go under their tables, cover their ears, you know, they oh, would react. Okay. And these are the Chicano kids, yeah. the, the, the Mexican kids from here. Some yeah. people call them. Mexican Americans or whatever, but anyway, those kids. And, yeah. and is this during during the seventies when you were? Yeah, during the seventies. Okay. In the seventies, I remember okay. clearly the kids would just cover their ears and they turn that off, no, okay. and all that stuff. So anyway, that that gave me the idea, and uh, besides putting it into my presentation mm -hmm. and telling them about that, I wasn't afraid of my. I mean, mm -hmm. I wasn't ashamed of my grandmother and mm -hmm. her music or the music she mm -hmm. liked or something. Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of thing, that kind of a message, because mm -hmm. I noticed it was necessary, you know, to have kids be proud of their culture, mm -hmm. and whatever it is, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you don't particularly prefer, mm -hmm. you know, uh, 
polka, polkita music, you know, yeah. the, or conjunto music or something like that. Yeah. But the fact is, they shouldn't be ashamed of it. You know, I mean, one thing is is uh, to prefer something else and listen to something else. Mm -hmm. But if you hear the other one, it's, you shouldn't be offended. You know. Now you work with with the students in that regard. And, and coming in and and working with them and doing these things, would you, would you consider that to be political work that you were doing? Well, I, I guess culture and politics, you know, uh, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, cross paths pretty much. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, it, it can be considered political work. It yeah. can be considered cultural work. Uh, somebody could insist, no, it's cultural work, period. Yeah. You know, and I could say either one, you know. It's, mm -hmm. So uh, that's that's what I mean that it, they're almost interchangeable. Mm -hmm. You know what is culture anyway? Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of everything, isn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, different people thing. have different definitions. You know, of and course, yeah. But it's a broad yeah. definition. Yeah. You know, it, it includes a lot of things. Right. It, what is in your culture? You know, man. Right. Nowadays, what isn't? You know, yeah. I mean, they, we have we have borrowed and right. and thrown back and forth so many things that there's a pretty almost a world culture now. Of course, mm -hmm. we have different flavors. You know. Right. And I ask that question because usually, you know, the, uh, when we ask the question, what, what kind of political work were you doing in the 60s or in the 70s? Mm -hmm. You know, we think of b marching or being, being out doing, you know, delivering at the pantries, uh, uh, delivering uh, food like you mentioned, and doing different things like that. Signs. But working with, with, uh, with children, you know, with that, that's kind of why I asked that question. And there were children of all ages, too, high school as well. But were you involved in other, you mentioned you made some picket signs, were you involved in other things going on Absolutely. here in, in Austin? You know, yeah, there, there was a lot of things, too. Um, of course, people were trying to survive and keep their homes ever since. Okay. And, um, you know, uh, with taxes going up or whatever the system does, mm -hmm. you know, to, to displace people mm -hmm. and... Um, and move them out of the, the neighborhoods and, and convert mm -hmm. the neighborhood into something that they want to see, you know, and give it to a little more affluent uh, aspect or a part of our, our of our community. Is that something that you've seen in, in Austin or that you've known is someone personally it's affected? Abso absolutely. Uh, too yeah. many people. I, I yeah. know them personally. Yeah. yeah, as a matter of fact, some of the people moved and uh, just passed away almost immediately. You know, they just mm -hmm. gave up. Mm -hmm. um, I know several people that had a really hard time at, at moving out of their homes. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, uh, yeah, gentrification is certainly a uh, a big deal, and that's something that we did march against. Mm -hmm. uh, we've marched against getting the boat races out of here because okay. they had some boat races going on at the time, and they would just trash the neighborhood pretty bad. Yeah, and nobody would do anything about it. You know, mm -hmm. nobody got tickets for trashing people's homes and mm -hmm. all that. Uh, and making extremely loud noises. I don't know if you ever heard a boat race with uh, mm -hmm. those high-powered motors, engines. Is it kind of like an airplane flying oh, by your it, house? Oh, it's yeah. totally very mm -hmm. loud. You know. So anyway, Would you be able to there. like carry a conversation like this if the boat races were Absolutely going on? Absolutely not. No. Okay. Because I was reading about that, and I was very, I'm very interested to hear what 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 you recall from that. If you could paint a picture of of what that was like with. Uh, when the boat races were going on and people were coming out, and yeah, I well, read that there was some direct action being taken well, sure, to get them to stop. We we had a, a couple of marches uh, and uh, had a lot of people actually show up mm -hmm. and uh, against that, you know, and try to preserve the barrio, you know, save mm -hmm. the barrio and get the boat races out of here. Mm -hmm. That was one thing, and then police brutality, you know, was another one. Okay. You know, uh, you see people running now, like jogging mm -hmm. and stuff, and riding bicycles. Mm -hmm. you, Back then, it wasn't too uncommon for the 
somebody would be pulled over. Hey, where are you running from? By the cops, oh, right? Okay. What are you doing? What are you running for? Mm -hmm. Now they're running all over the place. They're joggers and all mm -hmm. that stuff. And now it's okay. It, also, it, bicycles, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I saw a kid one time get stopped. Where'd you get that, get that bicycle? My dad bought it for me. Are you sure? Let's go talk to your dad. Are you sure that's your bicycle? That kind of oh, stuff. Okay. Now, um, they don't do that too much anymore, you know, because mm -hmm. the people are, are maybe a little bit different now, you know. Okay. But back then, I saw a lot of that going on. So anyway, we did march against uh, several of the issues, mm -hmm. but I think in general it was a, a bigger issue. The, the mm -hmm. question was bigger, and that was about uh, respect and mm -hmm. dignity and survival and, mm -hmm. and being able to keep your home and uh, not being thrown out because you're just a little less affluent than somebody else who mm -hmm. wants to move in to the neighborhood because it's close to town, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Of course, it's something that's happening all over. It's not just yeah. here in Austin. Yeah, I, I can definitely see correlations there with what I know about San Jose. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back to the issue of police brutality and just to to a uh, question that I wanted to, that I have here that I wanted to know about. Uh, the Centro Chicano, were they involved in defending people against police brutality? Absolutely, yeah. Was I that kind of like the main place where people would go for, for help? or were It they was one of the, uh, definitely, uh -huh. maybe the main place at the time mm -hmm. that people from the east side mm -hmm. would go. Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember visiting a couple of homes where police had, had broken in with tear gas and all that. Oh. And uh, there was nothing going on at the house. They found nothing. They found mm -hmm nobody guilty of anything or anything like that mm -hmm. so anyway uh, you know there was yeah. several uh, several incidents that prompted us to do mm -hmm. you know uh, call attention to that issue to the issue of, mm -hmm. of uh, police abuse you know mm -hmm. and that uh, I also wanted to ask you were you a brown beret no I wasn't a brown beret okay. but um, I was friends with, with all of them you know mm -hmm. I mean we we're just friends you know and yeah I believe they asked me to be uh, take put a beret on it be a part of it but mm -hmm. uh, I actually never did you know I mean um, I didn't think I had to you know mm -hmm. I, I was doing it you know as much as I could mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay look at the parrots oh. <laughs> a lot oh, wow. of parrots uh-huh yeah there's parrot there's parrot time so uh, moving on, I wanted to um, uh, I ask you about uh, the Morales Elementos and just get a little bit more details on that. Um, the Los Elementos that was on the Juarez Lincoln Wall. Just could you tell? Uh, could you please explain more about how that came about? Who was involved? How long did it take just to bring it to fruition? Well, I actually saw that wall. And it was facing the street, facing north, right on 35. And, and Cesar Chavez said, well, that's prime, man. And it mm -hmm. belonged to Juarez Lincoln University. Mm, okay. uh, so, which was a Chicano or Mexican-American, whatever you want to call it, uh, a university. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I didn't think they'd have a problem with it. And when I brought it up and I told the director there uh, and a couple of the people that, that were there, they say it's a great idea, but we don't know what your work looks like. Have mm -hmm. you show us your murals? And I said, well, I did one at A and I, but it's in, on panels, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it's stored away. I can't show it to you. Mm -hmm. said, well, so I showed them a couple of slides of my paintings, my easel work, and all that, and said, well, it's good, but why don't you paint one inside first, and then you can oh, okay. paint the outside. So I painted one indoors. I did two walls up the stairwell. Mm -hmm. And apparently uh, they liked it enough where they gave me the wall outside. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then um, I never did get paid much for that one. 
uh, or for the one inside either, you know, uh, which was the story of most of my murals, you know, I just, mm. I painted them because they needed to be painted, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, story of a, a starving artist, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, so anyway, I'd, I'd, I'd get, um, I'd paint them, paint them, paint most of them for free or less, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, that's, uh, that was the story for a long time. And uh, then um, I think they gave me like $500 one mm -hmm. time. And then they said, here, we found mm -hmm. some money for you. I said, whoa, $500. And I painted that whole mural mm -hmm. for that much. And, and both of them, actually. Mm -hmm. And who, who helped you? Like, uh, or it did you paint the, um, did you paint the whole thing yourself? A, or? Well, like I said earlier, mm -hmm. uh, there was a couple of people that came by and did mm -hmm. some, a little bit of help. Mm -hmm. Paulo Torres was one that was mm -hmm. always there assisting with whatever I needed. Mm -hmm. If I needed to climb the scaffold and, and you know, climb the scaffold and mm -hmm. take brushes to me or paint or whatever mm -hmm. I needed. Okay. Or he'd... Um, Whatever, you know, if I needed something, he'd uh -huh. get it, you know. And uh, so anyway, he assisted in that way. Uh -huh. And then uh, Jose uh, Trevino also helped out uh, with the painting. Uh, he painted a little bit. I think he painted um, some area. Yeah. And uh, Ernesto Fraga, who I just found out, I'd forgotten already. It's been so many years now. Mm -hmm. But he said uh, he remembered helping me there, and I believe it, you know, he, he just... My bad memory, I can't even remember that far back. What about the materials? The materials um, were, well, actually, I, I bought them uh, little by little. I had been buying materials. You so know, out, of, out of your own money? Yeah, mostly out of my money and from those uh -huh. $500 that they okay. gave me, I bought some uh -huh. materials. And then Laguna Gloria Art Museum bought me a little box of little jars, you know, two ounce jars. Uh-huh. And, La, uh, Laguna Gloria Art Museum? Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, they, they, they came and brought me a little box of paints. Okay. And then Paulo Torres gave me the paint that he owned well, and all that. So we well. put it all together. And uh, I think Juarez Lincoln helped me buy the primer because I, I, oh, I painted it all okay. one color. And Are there any photographs documenting the, the process or that other colleagues might have taken photographs of, of you guys actually painting and well I recently lost all of that okay I had some uh -huh. but uh, it got destroyed in a, in, a, in a home fire yeah that wildfire last year okay so at one point you did have those photographs and yeah I had, I had quite a few photographs oh, wow. um, I didn't have a lot like mm -hmm. now you know and I, I think mm -hmm. of it now like like um, you know the digital age and how different right. how difficult it was back then you mm -hmm. know and how expensive it was just yeah. to have some film developed yeah uh, whether slides or be it uh, prints uh -huh. so anyway uh, the digital age now you know uh -huh. I mean man I take a thousand pictures per project or right. more I don't know how many you know yeah. it's and just in a day I can take a hundred or so okay. I also you know, thinking about Juarez Lincoln, because in, in learning about this history and in talking to other, um, you know, key players of the time, this that's always a point of reference. Juarez Lincoln University and the mural, and later on the demolition of the mural, that's, that's a, a, an event that eventually comes out of people's mouths. Like, it's something mm -hmm. that it's very ingrained as part of the history. and. Um, we know we 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 have the the painting document the the mural documented los elementos and that's a point of reference. But I was hoping that 
if you could take us inside Juarez Lincoln, like what was it like if, if you would take us on like a mental tour of what it was like coming in through those doors, what, what it was inside that building, and uh, who was there, what would I have seen, what would I have heard, what smells, you know, what, como era dentro, like what? Uh, well, it was an old building. It was okay. an old church building, mm -hmm. and it had been converted into classrooms. And uh, of course, as soon as you walked in, there was the office there, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the secretaries were courteous and said, mm -hmm. hi, how are you, mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, and there were um, there were a lot of classrooms. They weren't anything fancy. It's like an old school, uh -huh. you know, uh, really an old church building. But one thing great was it had a big auditorium, and it also had a, had a basement that was used mostly for, for storage. But uh -huh. That big auditorium was excellent. You know, it had a lot of seats. I can't remember how many seats there were in there, but it had a high ceiling and a, and a pretty good stage, and um, and it could be you know utilized for so many things. You Are know, you so asking, did they do events there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we started having events there um, after what I think it started like like uh, deteriorating a little mm -hmm. bit as far as the organization mm -hmm. and. the and, and the university itself, you know, mm -hmm. started started uh, maybe going downhill a little bit, mm -hmm. and eventually it looked like we knew we mm -hmm. kind of had a feeling it was going to go down. But anyway, the, the during that time, mm -hmm. you know, they they were, and even before they were open to to uh, letting us use it, mm -hmm. have meetings there, and um, mm -hmm. you know, so many things, and uh, as well as uh, starting what we wanted, or at least. When I got to Austin, my goal was to start a cultural center. That's mm -hmm. what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. A cultural center to promote the culture, mm -hmm. promote uh, the native culture that is Texas, you know, and uh, being very Mexican, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, that's the history of Texas, you know, uh, mm -hmm. starting with the indigenous ancestors mm -hmm. that we had from here, all the way to when the Spaniards arrived here. Mm -hmm. And that mix of people and all that, all those hundreds of years prior to the other European mm -hmm. segment that arrived. So anyway, that's uh, that's one thing that I, I need. I wanted to promote because mm -hmm. there was something that was possibly, in, well, at least in my eyes, and pretty much in a lot of people's eyes, being disrespected. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, racism is not a good thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, certainly, you have to recognize that there is. Uh, they did. There did exist ra racism then, mm -hmm. and it exists now. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, anyway, uh, we still have to do work, mm -hmm. cultural work, like you said earlier. You asked me earlier. Uh, you know, just falls into the uh, category of politics because of the situation. You know, mm -hmm. and the context in which it exists. So you 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 did have a a, a vision or a dream to start a. A cultural center? Absolutely, you know, that was the whole thing. That, and uh, so anyway, uh, back in 77 or 78, mm -hmm. um, we started talking, uh, we had Amado Peña, Ines Hernández Tovar, Al Urista, mm -hmm. uh, Alberto Urista, and, uh, como se llama, oh, y J.P. Gutierrez, and myself, had a meeting, you know, and uh, we said, well, we should cover all the bases, try to get, um, you know, uh, a, a cultural center and get representatives, mm -hmm. get, get uh, representatives of all the, all the um, 
you know, the, the different disciplines, you know, have one for visual arts, and, and uh, it looked like uh, one for visual arts and gallery art, and one for murals, mm -hmm. and then one for, uh, one for uh, theater, mm -hmm. one for uh, or performance art, and uh, of course one for dance, which was, and then uh, that's when uh, later on we, we invited La Señora Maria Salinas, Mm -hmm. And she came uh, in and started the Ballet Folklorico Aslan de Texas okay. with her children. And mm -hmm. uh, he had two, two sons and two daughters who, mm -hmm. uh, who performed, as well as more kids. I mean, that was just the core group, you know, mm -hmm. just the four kids. But there was more, more kids participating. There was a lot of kids dancing. And they, they uh, put on a quality performances, you know, really good. And mm -hmm. then, uh, of course, uh, there was a literary aspect. But all those people kind of dropped out, you know, and they mm -hmm. all left. You know, the, they took off and did their own thing. Some did, people left Did any of, of the people that you mentioned in this, you know, core group, I guess, uh, did any of these people go on to work towards the uh, the MAC? No. No? Well, n not really. Not the MAC. I, I, we, weren't, we weren't working toward the MAC. Okay. We never were. That, that yeah. was a totally different idea we had. Well, you mentioned that it was around 78 and 79 that you started talks about a cultural center. More, more like 77. So it was before the, the, the demolition of Juarez-Lincoln. You know what? I want to go back even further. It could, could have been 76. Okay. Yeah, it was before. It was okay. before, yeah. Okay. Yeah, be, um, you know... I was painting the mural inside of Juarez-Lincoln at the time. Okay. I guess I had an idea that, you know, because of the arson in the in the Chicano Center, and then Juarez Lincoln, that with with those two places, you know, being taken out, that then something else was to replace it. Yeah, an IHOP. Well, but I mean, <laughs> like something else as far as like a, a cultural a center, but you said that there was already talks yeah. about uh, about a cultural center. Absolutely. Even while we had the, the Chicano Center and Juarez Lincoln, there was still a need for something um, for for culture, mm -hmm. for the arts, yeah. and all that. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, definitely, and that's what we were working towards, you know. Mm -hmm. and, but everybody at, at that initial meeting, uh, Ines Tovar left. Uh huh. Uh, Ines Hernandez Tovar left, and uh, Alberto Urista took off back to some place, California, I think. Uh huh. And then. Um, Amado was uh, extremely busy, and and he also, you know, had a had a business going on, and he had a business in New Mexico and here, uh -huh. so he was real busy. He couldn't uh, participate anymore. Yeah. So anyway, that left me, and uh, one day, uh, I said, you know, I just, I just felt like having having to uh, continue this, uh, and uh, since I wanted to do murals, mm -hmm. you know, I found a proposal writer named Johnny Gress. And then I invited Jose Flores and, uh, and uh, oh, and J.P. Gutierrez, who mm -hmm. uh, I think he was at UT at the time. Mm -hmm. And I got him involved. And uh, things got funny then, but anyway. Uh, uh, how so? Well, uh, I was giving you an example uh -huh. earlier about, you know, I, I wanted to make the thing, you know, as, as selfless, as in, in individually. Okay as possible you know not have people take credit for get put their name on things mm -hmm. too much because then mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. I, I wanted to make it a unifying effort you know and, mm -hmm. and where where nobody would get you mm -hmm. know too much attention and uh, and because you know uh, 
I don't know, it tends to cause divisions, and I had seen it before, you know, so I said, oh, you know what, let's not put anybody's names on things. So anyway, mm -hmm. I remember I gave JP with the other that assignment, you know, hey, can you go have this printed, you know, take this picture, and mm -hmm. uh, that uh, Chaka mm -hmm. Ramirez, uh, a, a good friend who unfortunately passed away young, um, you know, he uh, took that photograph. Mm -hmm. Anyway, can you go and copy it, you know, and. It, make it like that and then mm -hmm. uh, just put it uh, put this description in the back and all that stuff but don't put my name on it for sure mm -hmm. I don't want my name on that thing and nobody's name please don't, mm -hmm. don't put individuals on it just make it like it's an organization that way well, people don't get turned off or something I'm, I'm curious what what you think about you know in, in light of and what you are talking about I'm, I'm curious so what you think about then the M.I.S. Barrientos Mexican American Culture Centers, with it having somebody's name in front. Well, I'll continue saying what I was try uh -huh. trying to say here. Uh -huh. Anyway, when when it comes back and it was already printed, several hundred copies, it had their names on it. it had oh, his okay. name, of course. He left mine out, all right. Oh. And then I remember I years later he did, did a description of what lucha was and all that. Okay. And I remember when the, when we came up with the board and everything else and the the first minutes and all that. Just leave my name out. I, I used to say that a lot, uh -huh. and I still do sometimes. That's uh -huh. why I don't even sign my murals. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, yeah. So anyway, I found out that that you know he took advantage of that pretty much. You know, took okay. credit for everything, but. Um, uh, it seems like nobody else did anything but him. And right? but it seems that, that that you wanted not not just your name, but that no one's name should be on it. No, that it that is that that was just my idea. You know, uh -huh. I thought it might work better. You know, yeah. and, uh, avoid uh, whatever. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to even talk about any kind of jealousies or anything mm -hmm. like that. Just plain, let's okay. do it as an organization. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know. So anyway, that, yeah, that was you were telling me earlier about your philosophy on on art for it to be public. For it to be yeah and to be public also I took it to to an extreme also because mm -hmm. uh, after uh, the Juarez Lincoln one I started mm -hmm. taking questionnaires mm -hmm. and asking people there's going to be a mural here you know what a mural is mm -hmm. and then can you give me the an, uh, what, what mm -hmm. would you like to see on mm -hmm. it what's a good thing mm -hmm. and so I'd write down the ideas and whatever ideas kept popped out more after you read uh, a whole stack of those things you can see a picture already mm -hmm. you know because people actually keep requesting a lot of people repeat and you get a good idea mm -hmm. you know of what mm -hmm. people would like to see mm -hmm. and that's what I started doing you know as a matter of fact when I did the Pan American mural where we're mm -hmm. at now I did over 300 homes we walked over 300 homes uh, I had a, a staff at the time mm -hmm. we finally got that lucha started we incorporated it and uh, we were doing murals mm -hmm. that's what it was uh, that was the whole thing that lucha was at the time you know just murals and you were a member of Lucha? Well, yeah, I was mm -hmm. a founding member. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I probably didn't see your name. Did, did Were those some of the documents that you would leave out your name? Yeah. Okay. But I was a founding I didn't member. See, I didn't find your name with, with when I was reading about Lucha. I don't recall seeing your name on there. It's very possible. Were you involved with them the, the whole time that they were an sure. organization? Yeah. Yeah. And where where's the, what's the status of Lucha now? Oh, it's non-existent. And and how did that how did it dissolve or what what is it that happened? Well, it was a uh, one of those struggles, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, mm -hmm. People pulling one way and the, some the other. Some people want to make it a political, like mm -hmm. run for office kind of politics, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the petty politics of re electing city representatives. Mm -hmm. I said, wait a minute, that's not what this is. Mm -hmm. it, uh, it's supposed to be a cultural entity, you know. It's supposed to be mm -hmm. something that promotes culture, mm -hmm. primarily. The, the politics, yes, in mm -hmm. general, you know, but not to work for politicians, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something else. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, and then some other people just wanted to control it for control's mm -hmm. sake, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Wanted to take credit yeah. for doing everything, you know. Uh, and uh, so anyway, eventually it just, mm -hmm. you know, disintegrated pretty much. Mm -hmm. and, and thinking about the, the initial idea that that core group that you mentioned that uh, in, in that initial talk about what you wanted, your vision for a, and for a cultural center, um, and, and what, what there is now, which is uh, Emas Barrientos Mac, mm -hmm. um, do you feel like that, um, that, that that vision that you had is, uh, is served by, by, by Mac, by the current? I have no idea. I've never been to that place. So why, why is that that you haven't been? I'm surprised to hear that. Well, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, I understand it's, uh, it's uh, very different from what we were working for. It's not at okay. all what we were working for. We weren't working for something like okay. that. We were working for something uh, much more community-oriented, okay. you know, uh, people-oriented, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, be a public place, just like I paint my murals, mm -hmm. and I get people involved, and uh, people would paint for free, learn how to paint for free, learn how to draw for free, mm -hmm. do this, you know, do this and that, do as much as possible. Okay. And a nonprofit organization that served the public and served mm -hmm. the community, served the barrio, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And um, so, and not to be censored, mm -hmm. you know, to be able to express yourself. You can call yourself a Chicano if you want to. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with people even calling themselves Hispanic if they want to, mm -hmm. you know, or her panic or whatever mm -hmm. they want to call themselves, mm -hmm. that's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea is, um, you know, to have a little more freedom, you mm -hmm. know, and have have a freedom of expression, mm -hmm. and uh, be able to express yourself and and uh, exhibit whatever needs mm -hmm. to be exhibited, whether it's a little political and and uh, or it's uh, whatever it is, you know. Uh, so, do you feel that there's a bit of like censorship or a little bit of inaccessibility in the current Mac that that I doesn't no, fit that? I've never been there. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, well, I've heard. I've heard uh -huh. that it's uh, it's kind of. Um, well, somebody was telling me it was kind of sterile. Okay. I don't know if it is or not because I've never been mm -hmm. there. Like I tell you. Uh huh. So I don't know. Uh, I I can't comment too much about that place. Yeah. Uh, at all. Uh, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, my vision was to have mm -hmm. something more. You know. Uh, I mean, first of all, I would have. You know. Uh, it would be wide open and people would be there all the time and uh, they could be probably use the facilities for free if possible. Mm -hmm. If we we're all broke and all that stuff, maybe we'd have a small fee or something to use it and, mm -hmm. and we'd be open to having exhibits of all types like we had with Lucha because we mm -hmm. did have an art gallery going on with Lucha as well. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people would complain, why do you have that there? Okay. Well, why? You know, why not? You know, there's I no see. problem with that. I mean. And they come and threaten us. We're going to tell whoever's funding you not to give you any more money because okay. that's a bad exhibit, and you shouldn't mm -hmm. be, be, you know, uh, expressing those uh, ideas mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And, you know, uh, 
so that would be part of the cultural center I'm talking about, you yeah. know, and permitting any kind of thing to have, you know, encourage debate, encourage discussion. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't agree with everything that's on this mural. You know, I didn't mm -hmm. choose the themes and mm -hmm. the actual content of it specifically. Mm -hmm. But uh, I did go over all these 300 and some. And uh, I remember we had a staff at the time. Mm -hmm. we, um, and uh, so anyway, we, we went through the whole thing and, and figured out uh, what would be the content of the mural and that's what's on here you mm -hmm. know a couple of things i wouldn't even like to have on here but oh, okay but they're they're okay. here you know they're they're here and they're, they belong to the people mm -hmm. and so well, and so that's it just like uh -huh. the Juarez mural yeah it's not it wasn't mine and the proof was when they, they destroyed it yeah and the media would ask me hey what do you think of them destroying your mural mm -hmm. it's not my mural what do you mean it's not your mural no listen to what the people are chanting Mm -hmm. And they were chanting. They didn't. They weren't saying, "Don't destroy the building." They were destroy. Don't destroy our mural mm -hmm. with the chant. Mm -hmm. That's what people were screaming and yelling, and mm -hmm. and then eventually all chanting together. Mm -hmm. It was quite a scene. You you do you, you think of, do you ever well do you think about that day often? Because I know a lot of people do, and just meeting Not the often. people. I mean, I don't. But think it about comes it. up. It, it comes up as. Uh, it came up right now. Yeah. You know, but I hadn't thought about yeah. it like in a while. Well, when you are making it's another a, mural, do, do you ever fear that the same thing might happen? No, it's it's a it's a significant moment. I yeah. think uh, more more because when that that occurred, I noticed that. Um, what I had been talking about in my philosophy or whatever I, I was, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. I don't know if I had a philosophy. I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. I don't know what philosophy You know what philosophy is? I don't know. Yeah. An idea? Ideas? Something. Nada. I have no idea what it is. But anyway, uh, what, what I was, what I was uh, Your vision? proposing and um, try, trying to, uh -huh. to uh, make occur was do the work that would people that people would accept mm -hmm. and realize that it, it was theirs mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. give it to the community. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was taking public art a little mm -hmm. bit further, I thought, you know. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was doing it by getting people involved, by asking their opinion, by respecting them enough mm -hmm. to put an artwork in their community while asking them what they wanted to see first. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, instead of putting something totally foreign and say, what is that thing, you know. Uh -huh. What did they do that for, and all that yeah. stuff? And I said, no, you know what? Let's take it to the, let's take it to the streets, man. Uh -huh. Let's take, let, let's make, uh -huh. let's make things uh, the way people want, right? And uh, make it, make it a popular art, make mm -hmm. it a true public art, and then I'll get people to even come and help and paint. Yeah. And come and learn how to draw if they want to, and, and, do and all that at the same time. Over 300 kids, for example, helped me right here. Mm -hmm. oh. Well, over time, more than that. But uh, initially, when we mm -hmm. first painted it, over 300 kids came by here uh, eventually at one point or another. And they still remember. They're 42 years old, 43 years old now. And they remember when they were kids and, and painted here. They'll mm -hmm. never forget. And I even get emails and letters. Mm -hmm. Every now and then, somebody comes across my website or something, and they say, and they tell me. I had a life-changing, oh man, it's mm -hmm. it's crazy with the, the comments. I'm not saying it's true that they did have a life-changing mm -hmm. experience, but what the, that's what they tell me. Mm -hmm. Several several uh, emails have, have I received. I'll mm -hmm. even show them to you someday mm -hmm. if you wish. Mm -hmm. But I even save them when mm -hmm. they're like that, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, I also get, um, unfortunately, I've gotten a couple of letters mm -hmm. from uh, kids that are incarcerated mm -hmm. that remember, you mm -hmm. know, having worked with me, and uh, they don't forget, and it's something significant in their lives. Yeah. And when I say they say a life-changing experience, it kind of says, man, what? Yeah. Well, so, it is. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what they tell me. And and that's what I also wanted to ask you with with. Uh, with Los Elementos being, with people taking ownership in it, and yet s seeing it demolished. A lot of people that saw it, that they were there, you know, you were there, there's a documentary, todo eso. Uh, how, how, what was the reaction? What, what, what was the feeling after that? Like, what, was were the community people? demoralized, or were they even? There were people, a lot of people crying. There were a lot of people crying, sobbing, in, in, out loud, yeah. tears and crying and screaming. and. But also like in the, in the long run, and in the struggle what, and the lucha, how something, did, something did, it, did things change after that? So, I, I don't know if they changed or not, but uh, I, I was just wanting to say uh -huh. before uh, that one of the significant things, I already mentioned it, but I was kind of upset or, or not, not necessarily... Um, happy that people weren't saying the building because mm -hmm. that was our cultural center that mm -hmm. was going to be the cultural center it's going to be mm -hmm. a free cultural center i mean uh it was going to be the people's cultural center belong to it. and that mm -hmm. would have been a strong point for the community mm -hmm. and they're also th but people were chanting don't destroy the mural mm. they weren't saying the building mm -hmm. so i have crossfield that you know mixed mm -hmm. emotions about that you know because that could be Oh yeah, they love my mural. It's not my mural, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's, it really wasn't. But it, it was more about the building. Was proof. Well, yeah, it was both really, because uh -huh. the, the mural was a symbol. Uh -huh. And but the building was uh, extremely important, and uh, I always felt bad about it having been sold, uh, because mm -hmm. it was bought with educational money from the uh, from uh, HUD. Mm -hmm. I believe it was HUD money. And uh, so anyway, it was uh, sold and bought at that time for educational purposes, solely for educational purposes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, to be selling it for a profit, uh, I believe was illegal, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. they shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. But then they sold it again, and from what I understand, see, I'm not telling you any legal mm -hmm. truths here mm -hmm. at all, mm -hmm. but from what I understand, that that first sale was illegal, and then they sold it again real quick, and uh, so that first leak, uh, the first sale can't be investigated anymore. Only mm -hmm. the second one, and the second one apparently was legal already because mm -hmm. it had been sold by, sold it uh, from mm -hmm. a, a different aspect or a different uh, situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, yeah, losing losing that uh, that center, mm -hmm. uh, and people would say, "What's the matter with you? Don't you, you know?" Everybody was crying, <laughs> and that, yeah. and I wasn't crying, you know, I wasn't even, uh, but anyway. I was and at that point, uh, they had already, you guys had already lost the Chicano Center, too, no? The El Centro Chicano, Centro Chicano. El Centro Chicano uh, was arson, but yeah. they opened it up again, and then oh, they opened okay. up another house behind that. Yeah, because I was going to ask, how did the community recuperate from losing the Juarez Lincoln building? It never did, you know. A lot of mm -hmm. people left out, and if you go over there to Rainy Street now, mm -hmm. it's full of cantinas and bars, you know, actually yeah. bars, not cantinas, bars, mm -hmm. and clubs and things like that. And the people that used to live there are gone. Mm -hmm. 
So there wasn't a recuperation after that. Mm -hmm. That's why I say it could have been a strong point, something that we could have mm -hmm. uh, even occupied to keep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it was important enough. Yeah. But we couldn't get it together enough, you know. We were mm -hmm. squabbling too much over little penny ante stuff that mm -hmm. didn't matter, you know. And, uh, and mm -hmm. the individual, you know, the individual got in the way, you mm -hmm. know. Do you see any, any correlation with that, with that conflict with, with what's going on now with, with the MAC being, being disconnected from the community? I wish you weren't asking about the MAC because oh, okay. I really don't know All much right. about it. I'm serious. Yeah. I have no information about it. I, okay. You know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Is it you, you, were not, you were not part of that process of, um, did you ever see like the architectural plans or? No, I no, had nothing to do with it. had an interest in. No, I, I always thought that was something different. Okay. Besides, I don't consider myself a Mexican-American to begin okay. with. Is there a difference between a, saying Mexican-American and Chicano? Well, I think it's a political difference, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can, I, I'm a Mexican. I can be Mexican. I'm also, mm -hmm. also an American, just like everybody in the, mm -hmm. the Americas, you know, all the way to Chile and mm -hmm. everywhere else. We're Americans. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But you have an aversion to the term Mexican-American? Uh, well, it's kind of a misnomer, you know, because huh. Mexican is American. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not... Say, for example, you say European-American. Mm -hmm. Okay, that, that kind of applies. But if you say mm -hmm. Mexican-American, well, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's, it both means American because Mexico is here mm -hmm. and Mexicans are here. Mexican culture is right here. Yeah. So you're kind of repeating yourself. It's like a like a redundant or what do you call it? Redundancy. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, uh, yeah. So and then you try to hyphenate it even worse, uh -huh. you know, <laughs> uh -huh. but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's never sounded right. Yeah. And Hispanic is admitting that that never happened mm -hmm. up there mm -hmm. Miguel Hidalgo y Costilla you know mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. it's about that you know it's mm -hmm. uh, they fought to get rid of, of the mm -hmm. Spaniards you know and, and uh, the Spanish control mm -hmm. and now people want to be Hispanic again or what yeah. but but so yeah, anyway mm -hmm. uh, these are minor ac actually minor things you know just yeah, preferences you mm -hmm. know but it's just a point of view and uh, but I think it's a healthy point of view mm -hmm. to accept that we are Mexican and we're native here. You know, mm -hmm. this is we're we're like the corn. You know, we're like the 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 calabacita is growing in the ground here. Mm -hmm. We we're from here. We're like mm -hmm. the cactus. Mm -hmm. We're not from anywhere else. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, they threw a, a border over there, and and now we're kind of divided. But mm -hmm. we're still the same people. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, as a matter of fact, my people were born on this side of that river mm -hmm. uh, in Texas what's mm -hmm. Texas now uh, for many generations. You know, I go back a lot. I had one grandmother that was born in Torreon, Mexico, mm -hmm. but the rest of my family was all from here. I, tra I traced one of my grandfathers actually not too long ago, a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. I found out he was born in Gonzales, Texas. And we're going back to the 1830s or something. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I'm not talking my grandfather, I mean like great, mm -hmm. great grandfather or something, going way back. Um, and, uh, so anyway, my family's from, from here in this land, but that's before all these political definitions and, and boundaries were set up. Well, let's see, I have uh, some time for a couple more questions. Let me ask you one uh -huh. question. So what do you think? I mean, that's, that's a perspective I have about, you know, if you understand that particular, should I, should I kind of explain it more, but the idea that, hey, we were, we're from here, you know. We're we're always we've always been from here. Yeah. 
So uh, what's American? You know, isn't it? Every anybody, somebody from Mexico is American. Well, it's America is America. Uh -huh. I know they call the United States America. Yeah. You know, and they 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 kind of uh, use that term uh, exclusively or try to use. Well, it something pretty recent, right? Because uh, was that was that term ever used in the seventies, eighties? Like, when do you remember this this well, term of Mexican American starting to, God to be used? Bless America. Yeah, it but but uh, it goes back. but specifically Mexican American was that oh, was Mexican that a American. word that was being thrown around in the in the seventies and the eighties or because to me I associated more with uh, with a university or oh, they have Mexican American studies just like they have Asian American studies and African American studies. Mm -hmm. and, um, but is uh, when do you recall this term being starting to be used to to describe to describe us? I, I can't put a, my finger on it mm -hmm. exactly when, but um, mm -hmm. I remember it going way back. Okay. A long way. So it goes But back. I remember informally, uh -huh. ever since I was a little kid running down the street. Yeah. And uh, hearing the word Chicano. Hey, los Chicanos, que están allá, que quien sabe qué, you know, uh -huh. and, and uh, so. Um, and then some people, oh, no, don't call me. That's a demeaning term. And uh -huh. all that stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's all those, it's, it's just words, you know, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I could take it or leave it, but you know what? If I'm gonna ask, be asked for my opinion, uh -huh. that's what, that was it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I know that you you mentioned that you really don't have anything to do with with uh, the Mac. Again? Just one more question about that. Man, you go ask me about the uh, Mac forever. I don't know anything uh, just about Just one more question. Never been there. Uh, I, I promise you. To do with it like, what would it, have you ever imagined a design that you could do for a mural there? Not like really. knowing, you've seen the outside, right? No, I haven't seen the okay. outside, just from a distance. Okay. That's, I've seen it. I've seen it from a distance. And what would it take you to go there? To attend an event there or to to go there? I don't know. I don't go to a lot of places actually okay. now anymore. Okay. I go to um, you know friends' homes, parties. Uh -huh. I don't even go to a lot of art galleries. You know, hardly ever. You yeah. know, I'll go to major exhibits like in major mm -hmm. museums, mm -hmm. and and uh, and we we don't have too many here. Maybe a UT every now and mm -hmm. then have a good one, and I'll go mm -hmm. see it, or I'll go to the Barker, mm -hmm. or what's the name of that museum? The Blanton. The Blanton. Blanton. What am I saying? <laughs> Barker. I don't even know the name of it. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I'll go to something like that, or mm -hmm. I, when I go to Houston or New York, mm -hmm. for sure, I'll go to check out some museum. But yeah. uh, I don't go to places, you know, like I that see. too much, unless okay. a friend's having an exhibit and all that stuff, uh -huh. uh, and they invite me sometimes. I've missed a lot of them too. Some really great uh, graffiti writers had a big exhibit, and they they invited me, and I would have gone, uh -huh. but I I had to go to Houston. Uh, this wasn't today uh -huh. though. The, the, what just happened today, but uh, at, at that particular time I was in Houston, so yeah. I, I didn't go. But uh, but I'd go to stuff like that. Yeah. You know, if somebody invited me, hey man, I'm gonna have an exhibit, come see my show. If you were approached by the community to to do a mural there, would you would you Where? consider it? <laughs> Again, no, what's no, this? You're not letting go of that place. Uh -huh. um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I understand what what you said about uh, what a what a what a cultural center should be. I would paint, paint uh -huh. a mural almost anywhere. Okay. And uh, just put it just like that. Uh -huh. I'll paint okay. it just anywhere, but I will not be censored. Okay. If I want to make a statement, I'm supposed to be allowed yeah. to do it, 
and not to be censored and cover yeah. it up and do do don't pull a Rockefeller on me, you know. Right. Yeah. Because uh, I know that that you know some of your murals were painted over and then obviously the one destroyed, verdad. But have you ever been censored where where they told you don't do this or erase that? Not really. Okay. But Not you uh, really. you avoid those situations where you might think that you might get censored or. I don't avoid the situations. You know, I just I just do my thing. Uh -huh. One thing that I do have is consideration. You know, okay. and I actually paint for the community where I'm painting. Yeah. And uh, I have respect. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to do just something just to rile people up and, and yeah. on purpose for qu whatever reason. Yeah. If it's something educational and it's kind of powerful and it's about war, for example, yeah. or, or the banker wars that are going on now yeah. and the terrorist uh, bankers mm -hmm. are, are attacking everywhere and all that stuff that's going on right now. Right. And uh, the misinformation that people are getting, mm -hmm. uh, then uh, maybe I would paint something about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe that would cause a lot of debate and rile some people up, you know, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. But I think it's worth having the discussion. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm fixing to work on something similar to that pretty soon. Yeah, it's going to be a very big project. Do you mind telling us about that? Well, I can just give you a brief, brief description uh -huh. and I'm not going to tell you details yet. Okay. I've actually started work on it already. Uh -huh. But it's 352 feet long and 12 feet high. Okay. Yeah, and it's about, uh, it's, it's about, uh, it's about the war just okay. generally, just going to speaking mm -hmm. about what, what war, uh, how how people are deceived thinking mm -hmm. what war really is, and mm -hmm. being, being taught that war is great. You know, we 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 got we got to watch out with the for the terrorists and all mm -hmm. this other stuff, and people f actually swallow it right up. You know, they're brainwashed. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's going to be about war. Okay, and this is in Wisconsin. That you're doing? No, no, no. I'm doing it right here. Oh, you're doing right it here, here okay. in Austin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, is this something you, you're, wor you're that's gonna be up in somewhere that you can tell us where where it's gonna be? Or? No, not yet. Oh, okay. So right now you're you're yeah. working on it. And um, cause I know you're you're going to Wisconsin pretty soon. You they just called me. Okay. Uh, two weeks ago. Uh -huh. And said if I'd be interested in doing a mural up there. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's there's nothing final about oh, okay. it. Okay. I agreed. I said sure. Okay. Let's see what you can get together. You uh -huh. know, and so and they're they're in the process of, uh -huh. uh, you know, raising funds and doing that stuff. I'll, I'll find out. Some. Hay Chicanos allá. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be for the Mexican American Studies Department. Oh, okay. At the university. At oh, the okay. university. Oh, okay. And oh. I just finished one at the university for the Mexican Americans Studies Department at uh, at uh, Pan Am in okay. the Valley. Okay. University of Texas, Pan Am. Uh -huh. uh, we actually did it in San Juan, mm -hmm. and it was sponsored by the Smithsonian and the Pan, and Pan American University mm -hmm. and the city of San Juan. Oh, okay. And okay. Uh, it was a, uh, after a an exhibit at mm -hmm. the Smithsonian mm -hmm. about but the Bracero program. Oh, okay. And the history of it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. we painted about that. That okay. that was the theme, and uh, as a matter of fact. I've even seen an email. An email just came in from uh, a migrant that related to it that lives in Madrid, Spain. Oh wow! Yeah. And I've gotten I've gotten uh, a lot of. Uh, oh man, I got a lot. Of, I sent it to a couple of friends of mine, mm -hmm. 
uh, that have distributions, you know, mm -hmm. the, or I didn't sell it for that. I just sent it to them, but they mm -hmm. kind of spread it around. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, people from Spain are responding, and people from all over are responding. Yeah, and, uh, and then I send them pictures of this, and uh, they want to use it on several calendars. And, okay. and uh, so anyway, I'm getting positive feedback, mm -hmm. and uh, there's uh, possibilities of, of doing an exchange uh, of muralists mm -hmm. uh, with Mexico City. Okay. And then uh, somebody else is working on an exhibit down in Peru. Oh, okay. And uh, so anyway, that's uh, it's kind of kind of like the old school muralistas are, are uh, giving giving one more kick, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, doing doing a little bit mm -hmm. more, and uh, it seems like uh, some of us don't change. Mm -hmm. We we stick to the same thing, same principles, and all of that. And how do you see the the new generation of muralists that are coming up? Is it is it a is it strong? How, what's your so. take of them? I hope so. I hope they do are. Do you do you work with young muralists? That's a whole thing that mm -hmm. I've been doing lately. Uh, I work with several artists, and mm -hmm. um, hopefully they'll they'll you know continue the tradition. One of the things that they did do, uh, they followed uh, uh, the thing about uh, doing the survey and asking. Mm -hmm. See, I, I have this formula, you know, as a matter of fact, another organization started in San Antonio using the same formula. Mm -hmm. And uh, they picked up the idea from when I went to do a project in Del Rio back in 1980. Mm -hmm. And they went down because they heard about a mural down there and all this stuff. And uh, I heard them being interviewed because they hired me to do a, a mural over there in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about there was this mural that had magical properties or I don't oh, know see. what, you know, so they took off and had to go see it and what happened? I said, no, well, we just this is the one asked in the everybody, Rio? Uh, uh -huh. we asked everybody in the community that we could see what they wanted to see on it and then everybody just loved yeah. it and this and that. And so they went back to San Antonio and did that same. Uh, so hopefully that idea is spreading, you know, because okay. uh, Several other people are starting to do that. Mm -hmm. Finally, now I've been doing it since '75, actually. But anyway, uh, and then uh, here in '78, I did, did the big one, you know, where we really covered a lot of the homes around here. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that particular participation and uh, having a participatory project, and then having mm -hmm. even little kids, little children paint and stuff mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all. Um, that's all one of these. Um, uh, the magic formula. <laughs> Could be, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. But anyway, the idea is, uh, mm -hmm. you know, give mm -hmm. the people their 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 due. You know, mm -hmm. this is their mural. You know, here, have it, mm -hmm. and give them ownership. And uh, so anyway, uh, and a lot of people have accepted tho those mm -hmm. things. You know, and mm -hmm. uh, just like in the valley, you know. Uh, the response was tremendous you know mm -hmm. people actual uh just about farm workers mm -hmm. so i had a lot of uh, farm workers and former farm workers some were still farm workers but anyway they'd come mm -hmm. by and tell us some uh, several ladies came with actual tears in their eyes i mean they were like mm -hmm. very emotional about mm -hmm. the whole process and the painting itself they, that's us mm -hmm. you're painting about us and the kids too would say hey that looks like us, because there's not too many murals down there. In mm -hmm, mm -hmm. San Juan, I don't know if there's too many. There's there's a couple at the at the Lupe, La, mm -hmm. uh, La Unión del Pueblo Entero, one of the uh, a union that Cesar Chavez founded in San Juan. Mm -hmm. 
So anyway, there, there's a couple of, one especially, one really nice mural indoors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's not too many like out in the street that people can see. Mm. Uh, and uh, anyway, um, that's one thing about painting outdoors. You know, you paint it outdoors and just people will right, right away, you know, ha it'll have just a lot of more, a lot mm -hmm. more exposure. And uh, a lot more exposure also in a negative way. Because mm. uh, it, it's also exposed to the elements, you know, and mm. paint will not last forever. Mm -hmm. And of course, doing mosaic work, mm -hmm. uh, do it in mosaic or any any other, uh, you know, more permanent, uh, is loses several things. One is the spont spontaneity of uh, spreading out the paint and doing mm -hmm. slashes and brush strokes and all that stuff. The other mm -hmm. one is, of course, the bright colors and the non-interrupted color mm -hmm. colorfulness that it does mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, and mosaic is kind of like more and more, I don't know, more static or something, mm -hmm. even though you can make it whatever it is, you know, I've always mm -hmm. wanted to make, do one, but uh, usually for cost, uh, mm -hmm. cost prohibiting, uh, it's cost prohibitive actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a little too high. Yeah. But anyway, that's the problem with uh, the exposure. Yeah. It's good for people, but it's bad when it's exposure mm -hmm. to the elements, you know, it just, Mm -hmm. Gives it a, it's, it's got a limited, um, mm -hmm. a limited uh, lifetime. Yeah. It requires upkeep, verdad? <coughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, just like this one was a complete restoration. Yeah. And uh, the thing, the worst thing in restoring this particular mural was that the city uh, was covering, when, when, after it started decaying and, and fading and all that, kids started writing on it. Oh, okay. So the city would just come and put graffiti over oh. that. And then they write over it again and they could put more gra graffiti more. and then more graffiti. So yeah. had, we had to deal with at least three and maybe sometimes four coats of latex paint oh, okay. and remove that to get to the original painting. Wow. And in some cases we had to destroy it because we got, it came off right out of the wall. You know, the mm -hmm. painting, the original mm -hmm. painting was stuck mm -hmm. to the acrylic, to mm -hmm. the, to the latex. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, it was a major problem. Took mm -hmm. us six months to fix it. Mm -hmm. So it does require that that upkeep, verdad? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that that we've left out that that you that sure. you were hoping to to get on record just about your yeah? Your there's a lot of things. Well, anything <laughs> that you wanna uh, that you care to. Well, um, maybe something I haven't asked you that you wanted to talk about or that you wanted to to leave us a memoria, you know. Not necessarily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. except that uh -huh. you mentioned you wanted to speak about uh, my recent loss. You know. Yeah, that's I'd my. Lost yeah. I lost like 300 paintings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and oh, some wow. were some were uh, 20 by 14 feet size canvases. So not just your records, but actual your paintings. Not yeah, just all the paintings, oh all the goodness. paintings, my records, and uh, as well as all my family albums. You know, from wow. my grandparents on through my my daughters uh, mm -hmm. growing up uh, when they were babies and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, I lost everything, absolutely everything. Nothing survived. Wow. Because we weren't home, so we didn't save anything at all. Wow. And what, what You said you wanted to ask me yeah, that question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I can't even imagine what, what that's like uh, a whole lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and then how do you recover from that? How do you make sense of that? Well, you, and then really, recover. you really don't recover except for the material stuff. You can't recover, you know, all the all the lost uh, memories and uh, pictures mm -hmm. and all that. Certainly the paintings also. Mm -hmm. You can't really recover them. You can do more paintings, but mm -hmm. there was a lot of paintings that um, 
I wish I had. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I hadn't lost. But uh, but the material, you, you, you realize that material ain't nothing. You know, it's, mm-hmm. we got a car now. Or mm-hmm. We got a house. We got this and that. We got dishes and food. <laughs> so anyway, we, we recover all that. That's nothing. So was there a, a, a there, I mean, no say to me it seems like there would be like a greater sense of loss. Oh, believe me, it hurt. Yeah. Yeah, it did hurt. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, most important thing is that, of course, uh, we're kind of healthy. <laughs> uh-huh. We're kind of healthy. And then you move back to, to Austin. Yeah, I moved out to Austin because I was living outside uh, yeah. outside of town. But I was still working everything in Austin, you know. Has that helped being here, being back in this community? Oh, man, sure. You, you get you get to work quick, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like right here. Yeah. And uh, But anyway, uh, yeah, the, there was um, there was a thing about living out there that, you know, was mm-hmm. really nice in a way. But it, it was a lot of commuting, you know. Yeah. It was a lot of gas money. So now we pay taxes instead, you yeah. know. But um, instead of the gas money. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I do work a lot out of town sometimes. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of gigs. Um, but in, in the sense of being being here in this community where you spend some of your more formative years, mm-hmm. I mean, is that uh, is that how does that feel being back here? Oh, it's great. You know, I yeah. like it. Besides, besides being close to work, but being close to I La Paletero and I f- I the parrots. Uh, yeah, I uh-huh. can, you can catch uh-huh. a paletero and look at uh-huh. the parrots for flying uh-huh. around over uh-huh. there a bunch uh-huh. of parrots yeah. uh, has that helped in, in 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 that recovery from sure yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah you just can't mm-hmm. keep looking back you know it's mm-hmm. what's gone is gone you know you just got to move forward luckily uh-huh. a lot of the stuff has been saved at the university of texas mm-hmm. uh the uh, history center over there, the mm-hmm. uh, the archive, my mm-hmm. archives are there uh, at the Latin American collection. Are those photographs or what kind of work they, is there? Uh, there's, it's a stack of uh, newspaper articles, okay. uh, television. I believe there's some CDs and DVDs of, of uh, okay. video, I hope. Uh-huh. I can't remember if I put that in there yet because a lot of the stuff I hadn't put in there yet. So I did lose a uh-huh. portion in between, you know. The how, uh, how did you establish that relationship with them for them for you to? They called me. Okay. They oh, okay. called me and asked me if I was interested in having my archives preserved at okay. the UT. And then you just handed things over to them to, to yeah, take I care of? I just put them in a couple of boxes and took them okay. over there. Uh-huh. And then they, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And but I need, and then uh, you They painted. actually paid for me for, for, okay. for, the, for the stuff. Uh, like four mm-hmm. months later or something oh okay <laughs> and, but no as a royalty well yeah they pay uh, for it they pay okay. for archives okay okay well that's excellent you have that there well um i think i'm gonna stop the interview here that way you can give us a tour i mean uh, unless there's anything else you know uh okay. there's a lot more there's a lot more yes but there's a lot more let's do the tour we can do a tour of the mural. Well, sure. uh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you.